Arch D1079 Live. James here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic night. Uh, we've got a huge show down here at Sacred Heart College. We've got some wonderful announcers uh, here today. We've got five different announcers all covering different aspects from the science of Elon Musk through to why birds are the great threat to all humanity. I'm not too sure where that all came from, but we'll break that open very soon. Um, through to drumming and also all the music industry stuff that's offered here at Sacred Heart College, some very cool stuff. I did want to just quickly let you know we've had this amazing announcement that because of the World Youth Day Festival, which is happening here actually at Sacred Heart on the 27th of January uh, on the public holiday weekend, the day after Australia Day, we are very thrilled to announce that Jesuitical, the podcast uh, from America Magazine where Father James Martin works out of New York City, will be coming here exclusively to our event here in Adelaide. So if you want to find out more, jump onto our Facebook, go to our Instagram, everything ArchD Radio, and you can see all the details and videos and how to get tickets and how to get your groups registered as well. Julia and Sarah join me. How are you going, guys? Hi, we're good. Hey. How are you? It's, it's great. It's wonderful to be back here at Sacred Heart. Talking about Panic at the Disco before, because Panic at the Disco are coming to Adelaide. Previously, they didn't come, but now they're actually doing a gig here. Are you guys going along at all? Yeah, I'm going yeah, along. Yeah, I'm going too. <laughs> Only less than a month away. Super excited. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. We're seeing more bands here now, I think, partly because we were talking about this a bit off air. You, you were saying that a big part of that is the uh, the way in which music uh, no longer – revenue isn't really guarded much from selling music anymore. Yeah. This is something that you've been looking at um, studying music industry here at Sacred Heart. Um, Julia, tell us a little bit about what um, you kind of got from that. How has that changed the way in which musicians make well, money these I days? Well, I feel like there's a lot more live concerts around. So, like, because of the streaming and Spotify and stuff, smaller bands aren't really getting – many royalties or aren't getting noticed much so mm. more live concerts are going around not only to popular cities like usually in Australia Melbourne and Sydney yeah. but also to Adelaide just to get a little bit more um, advertisement for that yeah just music. more revenue I guess yeah. hey like it's a way of, of going because you'd still pay money for a concert ticket yeah but you just wouldn't expect to spend money on a a digital track anymore yeah. you just kind of go you you have a spotify thing or mm. a, i don't know are there any other streaming sites here at the moment besides spotify is that really the only one youtube i guess but like yeah, yeah youtube yeah but <laughs> no not so much but like it's great to see artists coming in and doing live stuff more i mean that's great but you know the the difference in in kind of revenue because when artists were selling like cds or even you know singles and things like that you know they'd still be getting you know at least you know a few dollars at least for every track or you know, yeah. 10 or so or $12 for every album. But that's just disappeared. Literally has become kind of a uh, an expected free commodity. I think people are just expecting that music's free nowadays because CDs are less popular. People aren't really buying music off like off of iTunes or anything just because Spotify is so like easily accessible and stuff like that. It, and, and ultimately, if something is, is available freely, like... People just get used to not paying for it. They go, okay, they're quite happy to to not have um, the really high audio quality if they go, but it's free, so I can kind of listen to it and kind of put it on whenever whenever I want to. Oh yeah, Apple Music is another thing. People have that as a yeah yeah yeah. So that's 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 another thing. So this was something that you studied because um, um, at Sacred Heart you do music 
industry. Julia, can you tell us a little bit about kind of doing that? Because this sounds really interesting. This is like l- literally learning things about not just how um, um, music performance happens or, you know, how to set up tech gear, but yeah. actually about the state of the music industry itself. Is yeah, that right? Absolutely. So we're not only learning about our own solo performances and how to work as a team. Um, we're also learning about like creating the music, but also the jobs that are presented at live concerts. So okay. Music industry is not always all about technology. Like it's a big basis of it, but I feel like there's, it really opens up it really opens up your eyes to the more opportunities that are out there. Not what, has anything in, in particular kind of surprised you that you didn't know about prior? Um, well, I was didn't really have a big understanding of music industry. So I learned a lot about like sound technicians and um, oh, I especially learned how to make sounds during a movie track. We did an assignment okay. on that. So what'd you do? Um, we got a piece out of uh, the show Wallace and Gromit and we had to yeah. add sound. So they got rid of all the audio apart from the voice. Okay. And we had to take out tracks and we had to replace them in the sound. And it was just a really interesting process. It was very frustrating at times, but I thought it was quite interesting to see how it all came together. And uh, Sarah, in addition to, to that, you're, well, you're both doing music performance as well as learning about music industry. Can you tell us a bit about what you're doing in terms of your own music performance? And is there's anything coming up for you guys? Um, so in term four this year, uh, we've got a solo performance night where all of the music students in year 10 will... Uh, Is that what you guys are in, year 10? Yeah, year okay. 10. Yep. Um, will like present their solo performances that they've been working on for this semester. Um, and yeah, so this semester we have to present two solo performances and one will be at that night and then one is later this term. I'm a singer and I'll be performing Close to You by Rihanna and then next term I'll be performing You Are the Reason by Callum Scott. Okay. Yeah. Adele as well, you guys are doing one together, an Adele song? Uh, yeah. yeah, the Year 10 Music Night, we're just going to collab and... Do a little duet yeah. of When We Were Young by Adele. Okay. Can you give us just a quick, just a really quick opening line? Would that be all right, Sarah? <sighs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Everybody loves the things you do. From the way you talk to the way you move. Whoa, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> well done. Well, guys, wonderful stuff. And it sounds like you're doing incredible things here um, at Sacred Heart in terms of the music industry stuff. And enjoy Panic at the Disco. I hope it's huge. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, will. <laughs> Lily and Lauren join me. How are you going, guys? Hey, James. Yeah, pretty good. How are you? Good. Oh, look, always love being down here at Sacred Heart. I love where we record because we record in this room, which has got like, you know, a 300-foot mm-hmm. bay window looking yeah, out onto this beautiful watching. lawn. Yeah. And this is going to be the lawn when we do the World Youth Day Festival event because it's all going to be happening here. This is going to be where the acoustic stage is, right oh, here. Cool. And under the tree, that's where the coffee van's going to be. Oh, that's a good spot so for it. So it's a very good spot, I think, because it'll be right in the middle of summer, so yeah, it's perfect time to drink is, hot things. Yeah, <laughs> the grass is nice out there. They've got the little deck out there. Yeah, so we'll put everything up on the little deck and, um, yeah, and then people will be out there just <laughs> gathering around. It's just the around. traffic from Brighton Road that sort of... 
Yeah, it kind of yeah. ruins the vibes a bit, but that's okay. Mm, well, it's kind of going to be the middle of the day on kind of like a public holiday weekend. So I'm just thinking oh, it's no. not going to be so bad. No, Brighton Road's always busy, man. <laughs> you try to kill my vibe on Sorry. this thing. Sorry. You are totally no, killing no, my vibe, it's Lauren. It's going to be a good time and there's going to be no traffic. And that's right. Lovely and no one is going to, everyone's going to be respected. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be keeping it's cool. Gonna be great. It's going to be wonderful. Coffee under the tree, no traffic. Thank you very much. You now, um, Magpies, no, not magpies. <laughs> Birds are the true threat to humanity. Yeah, magpies are included they, in that. They are. Magpies in are fact. included in that. Uh, we'll cover magpies specifically in a sec, but Lauren, it's a pretty big, broad statement to make. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit. Um, You're basing this clearly on hard evidence. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say that me just being afraid of birds is hard evidence, then yes, yes, I am, James. Um <laughs> But birds so just, they're a threat just, to your humanity. I mean, specifically me. <laughs> but I feel like this is probably a public service announcement. If people aren't afraid of birds already, they you should, should be. be. Definitely, you should be. Okay? And what will this do other than just simply spreading fear? It'll just generated it'll, by it'll kind of your keep people fear. say people need to be aware of what's happening because in our world. It's spring, right? We've just we've just turned over into spring, and it's obviously it's swooping season. Absolutely. Okay. Have you been so, swooped yet so far? Um, not yet. I was walking my dog the other day, though, and there was a real nasty one looking at me from the tree, and I turned around and walked the other way down the street. And it's like, yeah. soon, I just, I just Lauren, couldn't do soon. it. I couldn't do it. I was like, no. Nah, you sorry. literally cross the road if there's a bird I on the do. side. I do. I cross the have road. You been, have you I been swooped yet, Lily, so far? This um, a couple season? times. They've, I've had some suspicious birds staring at me like they want me to die. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's quite concerning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been swooped. Yeah. It's happened. I, I, I haven't been swooped probably for the last couple of seasons. I had a, I, mm. I did have a dog. I don't have a dog anymore. But um, back when I did, and we've got a big kind of um, uh, big reserve behind our house mm. that goes all the way down because it's where the, um, you know, the big power lines go up. They start down at Marion and they go all the oh, way yeah. up through to Cherry Gardens. There's just a big passageway where they all go through. Well, that actually happens in a reserve a couple of houses and behind you me. you thought it was a good idea to go walking through this reserve in the springtime? Running running with my um, my whippet dog no, um, during Spinto. Running and, is bad. But they targeted they, him. They think, they think it's a threat. They targeted him. Yeah. They targeted the dogs. They did. They weren't interested in me. It's not just humanity. Okay. Dogs are at also, risk as well. Yeah. My cat is afraid of birds. Like you'd think like cats catch birds. It's the other way around. Like they swoop my cat. Well, you think, yeah, you think that cats are a menace to birds. <laughs> yeah, that's the other way around. It's a hundred percent the other way around. I've witnessed it many times. So it's like, there was a instead of having like pet cats that are a threat to birds, like don't have any pet birds, they're a yeah. threat to the local cat population. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. terrified Do you reckon if you them? had like a big enough magpie that it could just come past and pick her up? Oh, she's so fat. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Shout out to Winky. Fat cat. <laughs> Should be listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Winky, if you're out there <laughs> listening with your family. Um, okay, so magpies are clearly a drama. I mean, uh, you say birds as a whole species, Lauren, are a threat to humanity. Yeah. What other birds are there that could be, that would quantify this whole idea that all birds are a threat? Okay, well, I mean, quite similar to the magpies are the crows. Okay, mm. crow. A group of crows is called a murder. That's pretty suspicious. That's a bit sus to me. That is a I bit reckon. sus. Um, I had forgotten you know. about that. Mm. They're called a murder because Why are they, they want that? to murder you. They're obviously it's called that for sus. a reason. It does seem like a bit of an odd thing. Yeah. Like you go like the Fisherers' School because mm. they're teaching things to each other. Oh, yeah, so oh, that's, nice. that's That's cute. Yeah. That's fine. You know, 
you know, uh, was it as a, a turkeys or a geese as a gaggle? Yeah, which because they sense. make gaggly noises yeah. all the time. But a murder, you go, yeah, great, great name for a for a, for a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah. Okay, another one though. Ibises. Yeah. Okay, well, also known as bin, bin chicken. We call them bin chickens because that's, exactly that's what, they, what are. they are. People um, were saying that for such a long time and I yeah. couldn't work they out what they were talking about. And bin they chickens. drink bin juice. That's their. Ooh. Yeah, they like go you, to. You bin just said the bin juice, bin juice word. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> necessary. That's why they're called bin chickens. <laughs> Because they're the chickens of the bin. That doesn't make them threatening. It makes them gross. (laughs) Yeah. Um... They ruin picnics. That's it. That's okay, why they're right. to us. They ruin picnics. You see what you see. <laughs> no. You see an ibis doing that. You go, oh great! They so just, I paid nine dollars yeah, to get unpleasant. into Blair National Park, and now exactly. it's ruined. They want to put their bin juice all over your picnic. No, okay. I've got a good story. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You, you think that's what they're trying to do? They're trying yes. to look. We're going to drink this bin th- juice, <laughs> and I can see that family over there having too good a yeah. time. Josh joins us. How are you going, man? Hey, good. Yourself? Oh, very well indeed. It's great to be here. We were just having a long chat down here, down here at Sacred Heart, having a chat about, well, Elon Musk came yeah. up in conversation. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, you know, things that we're kind of interested in, that kind of stuff. And you were talking about, you know, you're, you're a big science guy, you're a big maths and physics yeah. guy, um, and you loved Elon Musk. Elon is awesome. He's such an eccentric character and he just does whatever he wants to, really because he has the money to. Yeah, that does help. When you have the money to do anything, you can kind of, yeah, sort of do anything, kind of go with what you want. But you use the word impulsive, which struck me because when people think about um, science and scientists and scientific innovators and innovation, they don't think of impulsiveness. They think of like carefully measured, proof-based, evidence-based. But you were saying that Elon Musk really isn't principally about that. I guess he'd have to be because he's a scientist, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's a scientist. And he started off by making PayPal and he made a ton of money there. And then PayPal? He just, PayPal. Did yeah. he make PayPal? I'm pretty sure he made PayPal. No that way. How about that? That's clever. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> that was basically how he started off his business. And mm. then from there, you know, of course, he went and made Tesla, electric car company. Yeah. He made SpaceX. So what is it? So Tesla, it's just, is it cars? Tesla in itself is just cars. So he makes electric cars. He makes some of the best electric cars. It's costly to make. It's really bad on the environment as well. What is? Just making electric cars and making hybrid cars. Why? It's just because it's a new technology and it's... The way it's being manufactured now, it just hasn't been optimized like it has for mechanical cars. Yeah, uh, but I think people think you know they they're driving an electric car. They think that that's an economic, uh, sorry, an environmentally safe way of doing stuff. But you're saying no. It's how we have to balance it up. The cost of right. make, the environmental cost of making the car itself is pretty bad. But does that weigh up over the 15 years of running clean energy sure. in the car? No, I get that. Well, that's a good question. Does it? In I, your view? I don't have the answers, but I would say that it does. And right. especially if we can optimize the manufacturing process, it will be way better. And that's yeah, and it, Yeah, years. and it comes down to economies of scale, doesn't it? You talk about efficiencies of doing those sorts of things. It's about going, well, if we had the opportunity to kind of like create more of them, it becomes cheaper and more efficient and that kind of stuff. Yeah, is that what you mean? Much. Yeah. In addition to the whole Tesla um, mm. thing, he's done a whole bunch of other things. You were talking about SpaceX, but you talked about one other um, thing that he had done purely impulsively yeah. that stands out. Can you tell us a bit about that story? The one way I describe Elon Musk to people, whenever I ask about it or even just as an icebreaker when I'm talking to people, because, you know, it's just how I do. Elon Musk made a company called The Boring Company. 
pretty right. boring name in itself, but he yeah. means like digging holes, uh-huh. which I think is already great for his character. He, he made boring. He, made, he yep. made a business and he made it a pun. Yeah. <laughs> the whole reason for that business was that he dug a tunnel under New York, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Simply so he could get from one side of New York to the other. How? How does he get there? Well, it's just a giant expressway. So he dug a tunnel so under it's the like, city and then he made it his own expressway so he can drive from one side to the other. Hang on. So he's the only person who uses it? As far as I know. Oh, dude, that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So he's going, no, it's mine. It's like, you know, he has the only like key card to the door or the gate or whatever. Yeah. He made the business purely to dig the tunnel, sold a bunch of merch, made a profit on it. And I think it just... But how much would it cost now. to dig this? I know I'm laboring this point, but how much would it cost to dig a tunnel under New York City... I have no idea about ...for you yeah. to drive in? Exclusive, as far as I know. I think uh, even a cab ride across New York City is pretty expensive. The cost itself would probably be nuts, but Elon said that a lot of people think digging holes is harder than it really is. I think he said that each tunnel, each mile of tunnel is its own sort of compartment and then you have a bunch of tubes inside the tunnel that link together and plus you know gas lines and electric lines but you can avoid that all if you just go a bit deeper <laughs> you make it's really you make those. boring a car tunnel under one of the largest cities on earth sound really simple and no big deal well that's how he explains it because he's just the type of guy where he'll just go yeah no we can do that if no one's done it before and how has he made his money not this isn't purely for a few transactions on paypal <laughs> getting a cut of a percentage on an ebay transaction but it's well, like paypal it's a through massive company and but it's through the tesla business that he's really yeah well it's revolutionary as far as electricity and batteries and companies uh like making cars josh still with me we've just been uh breaking open the whole life of elon musk mm, uh yeah. the the sort of genius behind tesla um and digging holes under new york city just so he can drive to work a little easier in the morning so why not really? why not but the other thing that we were talking about before was a drum line this thing called yes. drum line what is drum line for people who don't know what it is Drumline is a thing a lot of schools do, but it's also done by even the military. It started off as a military thing. And a drumline is basically just a percussion group of drummers. Yeah. Usually they have drums on harnesses that they hook to themselves. And they just, they play drumline pieces. They make pieces specifically for drumline. Yeah. So you, you might have four snares and a couple toms and all that kind of stuff yeah and it can be kind of a bit um um they're gonna do tricky things too like they'll they'll do stuff they'll be in the line they'll be doing all the sort of the rhythm things and then all of a sudden they'll start moving and playing each other's drums and stuff but it looks very uniform it's got yeah, that kind that's of really, military discipline look to it yeah that's really how you discern a good drum line is because you can have people that can play any piece, but can they do that while moving or while playing on their drum and someone else's one hand on each? Yeah. Now you're a real student of this. Like you've sort of studied the, um, what were the origins of it? Do you know what the origins of it are? Of drumline itself? Yeah, yeah. It was military in its origin. I okay. can't say how far back, but it was really just a kind of a calling card when you would go into battle with someone else you would have a drum line to announce yourself now you were saying that this is a big this is a big school based thing mm. and there's a big uh, uh like festival competition thing every year yeah every year there's a competition called a boda okay which stands for i couldn't tell you obviously. okay <laughs> it's the a big Australian a big old drum competition activity it's <laughs> it's a mixture of a few different things uh, here it's held usually in Westminster happens yep. once a year and it's got 
rhythm and non-rhythm groups but the group i was involved with and i competed in for a few years was with my school drumline okay. and we competed in the open percussion division okay. which is where all the drum lines go that are just drums some have xylophones and triangles and weird things yeah yeah so much and who is there any like group that tends to kind of dominate unfortunately so is there yeah is it the one i'm thinking it is it might be which one are you cabra cabra yeah yeah cabra are very good at it they, it's their thing like it is cabra's drumline is is the thing you know like it's, like kind of like here at sacred heart like mm-hmm. you kind of go the sacred heart first 11 cricket team like yeah. that's a thing like yeah. you kind of go yeah yeah now with cabra it's always been that cabra would always come first sacred heart would always come second and there's oh always, yeah, okay always second I, always I, second I, I, I can't think of a time where i've played where we've actually came third or lower Oh, it's right. All, so it's always been, been that one second. and two. Yeah. Far out. And that's, you know, it's partially due to the judging because they do that military oh, style. Of, okay. They just kind of stand there and they, they play and they do basic choreography, whereas we do more interesting stuff. Okay. So your, your whole style of what you do is different. Yeah, it is. It's very much more of like a rock star kind of style where, you know. What's that? Can, the style that you do here? Yeah. So how's that different? What do you do? Well, instead of just standing there, we have proper choreography, not so much as far as dancing, but we do a lot more moving around. Uh, there's always been this one piece that Sacred Heart have done, I think, for the last eight years called The Fight Scene. Okay. Which is where we'll kind of split up into two halves and it'll be like a proper fight scene where we'll be clicking sticks and playing on each other's drums and okay. shouting at each other. And that's always been kind of the calling card for our drum line. Yeah. Is that we've always done that one piece. And that's always been our most fun piece and the piece you can put the most energy into. Sure. But if you're always... Okay, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. But yeah. if you're always coming second to Cabra, mm. like you're making a statement then by kind of going, you know what, we don't mind that we're not winning because clearly that really sort of that tight, less colourful style of doing it is what the judges want to see. And is that... Yeah. Do you know that? Like, is and that like, something that you know? Like, in, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. in the end, it's really just that we want to do the things that we want to do. Of course. If we come yeah, second yeah. in the competition, we'd rather be a more interesting group you just got to be you, play, man. Yeah, then play totally. intricate pieces and just kind of stand there. And, you know, Cabra have their own style and that's their style. It's a yeah. more military style, but we prefer to be more fun with it. Well, it's been awesome having you on and chatting to you, Josh. Thank you so much for coming in here no today. Uh, been down here at Sacred Heart. And that's about all we've got time for tonight. I'd like to say huge thanks to uh, everyone who announced on the show today. Uh, Lauren, Lily, Julia and Sarah and Josh uh, did an amazing job. Now, all of those guys, except for... Lauren who came in to do the announcing all of those guys also programmed the music tonight so if you love the music that you heard tonight then well that's all down to them so huge thanks to all of those guys and Sacred Heart of course for having us if you haven't yet subscribed to our podcast please do so you can jump onto it at iTunes and SoundCloud as well as our Instagram as well as our Facebook just look for everything ArchD Radio and everything you could ever possibly want in your life is there we are here though on 107.9 live every wednesday night from nine every saturday night from 10 stay tuned to 107.9 live for more of your music and we will see you again in a few days bye